Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we have another listener request. And this listener happens to also be our newest Patreon member. Yeah. So we're going to start with a special shout out to Beth. Thank you so much, Beth, for, for subscribing. She is getting the early access to episodes. And then she's also getting those monthly special episodes. We have ad-free episodes in there. So a big commercial, folks. But Beth, you know, she has a quick way to reach us. So we're going to cover her spot. We think it's a good space. And she sent us a really good email about her experience at this location. And in researching it, it really does have some kind of unique ghost stories happening. This is Your Haunted Holiday at the Palmer House Hotel in Sock Center, Minnesota. The Palmer House Hotel Lindsay actually had an original structure and it was named something different originally back all the way in 1863. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a long time. I mean, well over 100 years ago. That's like we say, it's prime ghost time. No doubt. Now, that was the original structure. And in 1900, it actually was completely destroyed in a fire. And I did only see this in one spot, and it was a very popular television show that went here. But the claim is that there were people just potentially hanging out in the basement that ended up dying and they never found their bodies because they were just completely incinerated. That's really surprising because I know that typically, even in a fire, I watch enough true crime to know that a lot of times it doesn't completely incinerate the body. It has to be extremely hot. So that must have been the case here. That's terrible. Yeah, potentially. We don't even know that that's true. There were rumors that it was an actual arson. So apparently the people in the city really didn't like this place, the original one. They they thought it really brought in some shady characters that was creating some criminal activity in the town. And the original owner wanted to refurbish it and, you know, make it nicer and had requested a loan from the city council. And shortly after it was denied is when it was set ablaze. So people suspect Mm. that the original owner may have actually caused the fire. After the fire in 1901, it was rebuilt by a completely different person. And this time, instead of kind of like this seedy place that the town didn't like, it was pretty extravagant for its day, including private bathrooms, electricity, and people in the town would just go there because they wanted to experience this elegant place for its time. I love that. I love these old places that were, you know, really elegant and nice. And and you can go back in time in some cases if they, you know, they don't totally change things right over the years. 
Right. And this place has definitely kept a lot of its character that it had. So what you're going to experience today is not that far off, I don't think, than what people would have experienced in 1901 when this opened. Now, over the years, the hotel has exchanged hands numerous times. At one point in the 70s, people started experiencing some strange things that they thought might mean that it is haunted. Now, we can attribute these hauntings potentially to the people that may have been burned in the basement, but there is also rumors of suicides that took place in the hotel over the years. Specifically, Mm -hmm. they say that there are two suicides in particular that they think may have been attributed to these hauntings. One person they said died by suicide by hanging themselves in the hotel, and another, they're really just not even sure. It's a question, but something that has been told over the years that there were at least two. Yeah, that's just terrible. It's sad. It's it's a story that seems to occur in a lot of different hotels, it seems like. It's not unusual, you know, for these kinds of things to to happen, but really sad and and terrible anytime you hear about suicide yes of course and the other thing to keep in mind is you know yes this place was a hotel but over the years because this place was so nice there was a lot of people that actually ended up living here they would take up permanent residence in the hotel and would sometimes even raise entire families at this location so There are a lot of ties to it. And the other thing I would say, this place was quite beloved back in the day. And you know how we talk about ghost vacationing, right? Like you die, maybe this was your favorite vacation hotel, and maybe you're just going to take a trip there in the afterlife. It's just so interesting to think. What if that's a thing? We talk about it so much more than I ever thought we would when we started this podcast ghost vacations never even occurred to me before we started this podcast Lisa. <laughs> but it comes up so often and hey who the heck knows maybe could I'm, be. I'm convinced ghost vacations are a thing at this point in the I show hope they are I mean my gosh I hope so I have a lot of places on my list I'm planning on going when I'm haunting this world you know <laughs> right well the other thing I would call out that is I think really creepy and again something I learned from this very popular program that is on the air is the caretaker there said that somebody approached her and said that they had had a dream about this building and was like you need to dig under the stairs there's a body under there and so she started digging under the stairs out of curiosity And according to her, she started finding bones, almost like rib bones. And when she went back the next day, they were gone. Like they had just vanished. That's super creepy. First off, I'm assuming that you're talking about ghost adventures when you're talking about a popular program. (laughs) Yes, yes. And and I'm also going to assume that this required minimal demolition. I'm assuming there was a, a space under there with a dirt floor. Yes. Correct. Who's going to go in there with a jackhammer? She said she used like a like a large kitchen spoon to dig up oh. the dirt. Oh wow. Okay, so this wasn't a whole lot of work. <laughs> Just confirming. 
what I'm imagining because I have not seen the episode. I mean, I feel like animals carry bones off all the time. It could have been an animal. It also could have been an animal's bones. Yeah. Like a rodent or, or, you know, or something like that. For all we know, we, although who knows, you know, this woman might be very familiar with anatomy. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's really all I know about the story. I had to include it, but it was the only place I had seen that information was on that particular program. Interesting. I had to walk through this because I feel like I am not only trying to wrap my mind around it, but I'm sure our listeners are as well. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, Lindsay. So let's talk about the hauntings. And when I was researching this place, something very promising came up right away, which was a review on TripAdvisor with the subject line, definitely haunted with three exclamation marks. Ooh, okay. Those are always good. Yes. So let me read you the review from TripAdvisor because I think, I mean, all of these things that this person encountered, I think are very realistic and things that you would be likely to encounter if you were to stay at this place. So it says, me and my wife went here for my 50th birthday and I would have to say it's haunted. I want to come back and stay again. We had a few things happen like the door slamming in my wife's face, footsteps, and heavy objects moving in the room above us and come to find out the room above us was empty all night. Ooh. And and they I'm assuming they I mean I guess all we have is the TripAdvisor review. We don't have any other info to go on, but I mean it sounds like they must have asked one of the staff members, was there someone up there? They must have, right? Like while they were yeah. checking out said, "Was anybody in room whatever?" I love that because I think that's a that's one of these great stories that you hear, you know, it's not too unusual to hear this kind of a story uh, from someone staying in a haunted hotel. So I think yes. it's great. So that's your average everyday person's experience. Now, that show we were talking about, they didn't just experience some, you know, knocks and some footsteps. 
they were feeling ill they you know i mean there was there was some interesting evps that that show got Mm. no doubt about it however i mean they took it to next level talking about potential possessions and and stuff like that so be aware there could be something nefarious at this location but I, I mostly didn't when I was reading it at other places hear too much about really negative energy. There's a little bit out there. For example, they do say when you go into the basement, you do feel like just kind of like a very terrifying feeling. That is something mm-hmm. that is widely out there about this place. However, most of the stuff seems pretty, pretty standard. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I take some of that with a grain of salt. I mean, I think I think there's some stuff out there that's truly done for entertainment purposes, you know, not to discredit someone's true experience. You know, entertaining nonetheless, right? Yeah. And here's let's get into, you know, what typical people experience here. One of the biggest encounters people will have is actually what they say is the sound of knocking within the walls and the doors. So it doesn't sound like it's knocking on the wall. It sounds like knocking is coming from inside the walls. And they suspect that that is how the ghosts are trying to communicate with people that are staying there. Weird. Like knocking from inside the walls. That's so strange. I wonder why they would go about that. Maybe it's almost like another dimension. Remember that place we were talking about that had, I can't remember what it was called, but that like portal where things would like drop out of the ceiling. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe it's something like that, that these ghosts or spirits are, are stuck in. The other thing that people experience are lights and electronics in general just flickering on and off. They've figured out the technology. There are disembodied voices. And this is kind of vague, but they have what they describe as poltergeist activity in the bar area. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so probably things moving, uh, maybe some noises. That seems like typical poltergeist kind of stuff, right? Totally. Probably glasses, you know, dropping off tables. That's what I imagine in a bar. Now, a specific ghost that you want to look for an apparition is actually a child. What is seen pretty often is a little boy on the staircase with dirty blonde hair. And a lot of times he's actually seen holding a ball. Now, apparently this apparition likes to play with this ball a lot. And sometimes he's not even seen. All of a sudden, though, people will be startled by like a random ball rolling down the hallway. Or maybe they'll be sitting on a chair and they didn't even know the ball was under the chair. And all of a sudden it will like come rolling out from under it. Very strange. Like, I feel like kids, you know, hauntings, typically for some reason, the the thing of choice is a ball. But it's, it's interesting that it actually shows up. And is the ball a physical object that they can pick up? Or is this something that disappears, kind of like an apparition? This was my question, too. Because the apparition itself is sometimes seen holding the ball. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm guessing that's just part of what 
whatever you're you're seeing there but at other times it's explained that the ball is just like randomly rolling across the floor so i'm thinking maybe it's a combination right or maybe this is someone giving an example that brought one as a trigger object and you know maybe it was left behind and maybe maybe the kid was playing with the ball legitimately right And here's what I'll say, you know, in looking at the pictures of this place, I don't see random balls sitting around like you do at some places, you know, that are really known for that. You know, you go into Villisca Axe Murder House, a lot of people bring, you know, balls and leave them there. I didn't see that in these photos. However, this place embraces the haunt. And so it would not be super surprising if they have some of those trigger objects maybe sitting around here and there now the other thing that is common other than you know seeing this apparition is the sound of children playing in the hallways at night and in fact a lot of times guests will go there not even realizing it's haunted or that this is one of the things they should be looking for and they'll actually complain to the front desk and be like Somebody has let their kid out and it's late and I'm trying to sleep and they are making a ton of noise and there are no kids really there. Mm -mm. That's cool. I I like, I like that. I mean, when you can actually corroborate it and the hotel staff is able to say there's nobody up there, you know, we've checked. That's a, that's a cool story to tell. I like it. Yes. Now, let's talk about a couple of the different rooms that you are going to want to stay in if you go here specifically. The first one I'm going to talk about is room number 17. In this room, they say there is a lot of activity, but in particular, what you want to look for is an apparition of what they say is a lanky man wearing clothing dated from the 20s or 30s And he is going to be looming over the foot of your bed while you sleep. Oh my goodness. So he's a creeper. He's what we've defined as a creeper ghost. Not to say that he's, I mean, you know, he's just a person, right? He's doing this for a reason, but it's just creepy. That's why we call him creepers. Yes. He, I I mean, the description of like lanky man, just that, I mean, (laughs) that sounds creepy. (laughs) Whoever writes these descriptions is doing it purposefully to be semi semi creepy but i mean who wants to wake up to some random dude staring at you while you're trying to sleep no one it's it's creepy not me that is for sure (laughs) i'm all about all kinds of different hauntings and trying to experience different um, activity but that is one that makes me nervous that's something i'm truly fearful of but i don't want to i do want to experience it but i don't all at the same time Yes. Now, the room that they say has the most activity is room number 11. That is where you want to book. And apparently, sometimes it might get booked up ahead of time because a lot of people go here for the ghosts. So book ahead of time if you want this room. A few things about it. Lots of activity. They say that there is a cat that haunts this room. You will hear it meowing. You will feel it jump on the bed. And in fact, they suggest that people that have cat allergies don't stay in here because a lot of times it will cause people to like sneeze and and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. So I 
I mean, a, a good old fashioned animal haunting. I mean, they are real and they happen. I am sure of it. In fact, it's funny. I was just thinking of Callie, who was one of our listeners that went with us to the St. Augustine Lighthouse. She mentioned to me she is like dying to have a, a, a animal haunting. She's dying to like come across this. So Callie, here you go. This could be your place. It could be in room 11. Now, the other thing, they think there is a woman named Annie that is haunting this room as well. We don't know that there was an Annie that died in this room. A lot of this is taken from, you know, maybe EVPs that have been heard or psychics that are sensing a specific woman spirit here that they think is named Annie. Now, this is creepy to me. So there was a guy staying in this room and he must have wanted to cool off a little bit while he was sleeping so he had his legs out from under the covers right which when you're spooked isn't the first thing that you do is put all your limbs into the covers like for whatever reason i'm worried like somebody's gonna like grab the free leg or you know something like that right (laughs) totally yeah i know it's irrational and yet i understand exactly how you feel yes well this guy wasn't feeling that way this night his legs were out of the covers and he woke up to the feeling of somebody's hands stroking his legs and he got up and was like oh my god what is that nothing is there and he said the feeling continued like whatever it was like did not stop when he woke up and like sat up to figure out what was going on it continued to stroke his legs. And he's not the only person who experienced this. They think this is Annie, like stroking men's legs in this room. Oh oh my goodness. So men, you know, I suppose she's more likely to do that to uh, a male that that shows up, um, sounds like is is who's primarily experienced this. So gosh, we got to test this out. I think that's so, that's an interesting haunt. It's not even the feet. A lot of times I feel like the ghosts go for the feet. (laughs) For sure. So those are some creepy things that you need to look for when you go here. Now, I am going to read a portion of this email from our newest Patreon who had requested this and and actually stayed here at the Palmer house and had something kind of neat happen. So Beth says, hi, ladies. Thanks again for continuing to do all that you do. I still love listening to your podcast. And on my recent road trip from Colorado to Michigan, I was able to get caught up on most of the episodes. I wanted to share a story from my trip this summer because, of course, when I'm traveling, I must stay at haunted hotels. I stumbled across the Palmer House Hotel in Sauk Center, Minnesota. It's supposed to be crazy haunted. So when I arrived at the Palmer House, I got settled in and pulled out my equipment. I started with a simple digital recorder and the Maglite flashlight and started asking questions. After 20 minutes of nothing, I gave up. I know, but I was tired. I know that (laughs) feeling. I went to bed, but left the flashlight on the fridge across from the bed, not thinking much of it. I woke up around 1 a.m. with the flashlight glowing right in my face. I kindly said, listen, you had your chance to communicate, but I'm sleeping now, so would you please turn off the light? Immediately, the light turned off. Oh my gosh. This happened two more times during the night. 
Not sure if it was just chance or if there was really a spirit messing with me, but each time I asked for them to stop, the light went off. Beth, that is such a great story because I really like how brave you are, first off, for just, you know, you're just hanging out trying to sleep. You say, I'm sleeping here. You know, turn it off. And then you get a response directly to the statement that you made is what it sounds like. So awesome. I just think that's such a cool experience. That tells me, you know, you have a shot at experience something in the Palmer house. Totally. And the fact that she woke up to the light suddenly on, uh-huh. I mean, that would have, that would have probably had me a little shook. So, Lindsay, this is really a very good find because of two things. One, they embrace their haunt, and the other, it is priced really reasonably, which I also appreciate. So, if you go to their website, you can sign up to take their what they call historic slash paranormal tour. So, there's even tours that go on. It doesn't appear if I when I was looking at their calendar that it was every night. Looks like it's most Saturdays and it's a 2 to 3 hour tour and it's about $35 a person. But it's not just like a standard tour like they take you into the basement to do some investigations. They're going to tell you ghost stories and in fact this is the only way you can get into the basement of this place. You oh, have wow. to book this paranormal tour you know for like a two to three hour tour and being able to actually ghost hunt in it 35 bucks is is really reasonable yes i think this is a absolute must do if you go there and if you go to their event page there does appear to be some other things potentially coming up that i unfortunately wasn't able to see a whole lot of information about yet looks like there's more to come they have something coming up called spirit weekend which looks like a several day event i'm assuming must be around the paranormal just based on the name but it essentially said more information to come so if you're going to be in the sock center minnesota area keep an eye out on that if that's something that you're interested in doing because it's coming up so i'm going to assume they're they're going to update that here pretty quickly Now, when it comes to the rooms themselves, this place has been updated. However, it's not like super duper updated, right? It's not like one of those really fancy smancy places with fancy bedding and all of that. But it also looks really nice. It still has its historic charm and it looks very comfortable. Oh, good. See, that's perfect. That's the kind of place I like. Totally. And again, it is very economical. So let me give you some prices on the different rooms. So the the least expensive option that you have is what they call the economy room. And it has a full size bed and it's probably gonna be pretty small, I would imagine. And that is $79 a night. Oh my gosh, that's a great deal. You can't find... A hotel under $100 a night is hard to find these days. It used to be pretty normal way back, but it's 2021. It's it's unusual. Yes, I totally agree. And then the next level up is what they call the standard room, which actually the most haunted room falls under. Number 11 is a standard room. 
and that includes a queen bed and just a lot more living space compared to the economy and that's $95 a night that's great yeah I mean it's like I said it's hard to find that price for and I should almost also disclaimer for a decent hotel one that's that you're gonna feel is clean well-kept semi-updated clean being the primary word I'm looking for here (laughs) yes the other types of rooms there are several other types but the other one that I'm going to highlight is what they call a jacuzzi suite and room number 17 apparently is a jacuzzi suite so it's gonna probably have like a king-size bed a jacuzzi of course and that is $149 a night nice So all in all, like this is the type of place that I would definitely stop at for a road trip or whatever if I happen to be in that part of the country. It sounds like there's a lot of activity happening there and a lot of people are there for the ghosts. So they're not going to look at you weird if you want to ask the staff questions about that. Yeah, what a what a great recommendation for an episode, Beth. This was fantastic. Thank you for joining Patreon and also sending us this. If you sent us a recent recommendation, which we have several, hold tight, folks. We've got lots of recommendations to get through. And then we also have some recent uh, trip experiences that we also still need to cover. We, Like I said in the last episode, we went to several places on our recent vacation. So we've got some new episodes coming your way based off that. I have a new review that I do want to read for everyone because I just was so blown away by this one. I, I We've had some really nice reviews here lately as well. This one is titled A Really Great Show. She said, I love this show. The information is so perfect if you're considering traveling to a haunted location. They give you prices, rooms to stay in, etc. And it's also just so fun to hear the history and the stories. Thank you so much for leaving us that review because it's reviews like that that really you know, tell us we're doing the right thing because that's, uh, that's our goal. We want to make sure that we're giving folks ideas, stories, something interesting and fun to listen to, but also maybe some inspiration for some folks that want to go brave some of these haunted locations. All right. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Also make sure to spread the word. If you've got friends and family that are interested in the paranormal or even are looking for something fun to listen to in this Halloween time that we're currently in. Spread the word. Have a great week and thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.